Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to After Extra Time, your footballing podcast. I'm your host, Greeny. And tonight, I'm joined by one of my first co-hosts, Mr. Alex Jackson. Hello. How you doing, mate? All right. Yeah, I just hope we don't ever repeat your crap jokes again. Oh, you want to hear it again? Let's just go over that one then. So uh, let's let's not. Let's just I, move on. I left two Millwall tickets on my dashboard yesterday. Someone smashed the window and left two more. <laughs> anyway, let's move yeah. on. My second co-host for this evening is my man, Mr. Jack Godfrey. Are you there, Jack? I'm here, Greeny. How are you, mate? All right, dude. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Jack, Good. Jack, you're right. I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> You'll love it after tonight's pod. Been um, a tough weekend of football, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we'll get to that, Jacko. I hope not. <laughs> you're telling me, Jacko. Yeah. <laughs> right, lads. Uh, like you say, there's been a lot of uh, ups and downs in the footballing um, game this week. Let's start off with... Um, a manager what's been sacked, and you know I'm a big fan of, is Mr Nigel Pearson of Watford. Now, I mean, Jack, what do you make of that, mate? He's done a good job? <sighs> Couldn't get my head around it when it happened, Greeny. Mm. Obviously, I, I um, started the rumour off in our little group chat that we've got, um, and when I said it, I couldn't believe that, you know, I, I, I just couldn't believe what I was reading, really. I just thought, I thought it was a bit of a paper talk, it was just a bit of bit of a rumour, but then obviously stuff started came through and then it was confirmed. Um, yeah, I think when he came in, you've got to look at the job he's done and I think he was given a very hard task when he came in. I think um, they were struggling, they weren't picking up points, they, you know, they were in a real, um, in a rut, as it were. Um, and he's come in and he's, you know, he's. I think he um, he's going through a bit of a rough patch at the minute, you know, but he's, or he was. Um, but I mean, I think they they would have stayed up and they probably will stay up. Um, it's just such a shame, you know, because he's, he came in and done a good job. Yeah, I know they're only a point or a couple of points off the bottom three. But, I mean, surely his goal was to stay up, and he, he was doing that at the minute, and I'm, I'm confident he would have kept them up. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Jacko, with their last two games going off, they've got um, Man City and Arsenal. Do you reckon it was the right time to get rid of him? I just don't see the point. I don't. I just all of them have just seemed completely pointless. Um, <laughs> what? What in their right mind is he going to? How is he going to get a result against Man City when they've beat Burnley five nil, Liverpool four nil, Arsenal three one? You know, mm. it's Watford. Why? Why? And then they've got to go to Arsenal, who have had some form of resurgence in how in getting results. So that was never going to be a gimme anyway. I just, yeah, I just I didn't see the point of it, and I just think it's a stupid mistake. Do you um, not think? I'm, oh, sorry, Jacko. Go on, carry on. No, no. I was just going to say it just smacks of stupidity from a, a chairman that brought him in in January, mm. and he's done well to get him into a position where they're potentially, you know, going to stay up. Because um, Bournemouth's last two fixtures and Villa's last two fixtures, I wouldn't say are exactly gimmies. So, uh, yeah, I just I just think it's stupid. Do you not feel as if the chairman thinks, um, let's sack Pearson and the players might perform? You know, when you always get a new manager, you always seem to win a game. Do you but, reckon, Jacko, that would be what he's thinking? <laughs> but there's no point to that because there's two games left of the season. Yeah, I get you on that. I do get, I do get your point. You know, I, I, it's the same as the the Johnson situation at Bristol City. They've mm. got three. They had three games left when they got rid of him. Mm. E- e- you know, they're not going anywhere. They're on their jollies. Mm. What is the point? Just let him see out the rest of the season and then go your own way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know totally agree. I know it's slightly different with Watford because they need, you know, in effect, mm. a point better than Bournemouth and Villa from the last two games to stay up. But, you know, I, I just, yeah, I just don't see the point of it. Especially when you've got Man City and Arsenal. It's like, I, I don't know if the chairman points out those games, but it's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, Jack, since 2009, Watford have gone through 13 managers. I mean, what do you make of that? I mean, <laughs> it's, we see it more and more in the modern game, don't we, where... Um... Chairman just seem to sack managers after, after you know maybe even five or six bad results, and it's just mm. it's ludicrous. And mm. I think I don't know if we have touched on it before, but like we touched on sustainability of clubs, it, mm. it's not sustainable to keep chopping and changing managers. You know, I think have they gone through? Is that Watford have had, was it three or four managers this season? They've gone through They've three gone this through season. Three. Yeah, I mean that's, that's ridiculous in itself. Never mind, you know, the mm. thirteen or whatever it was in mm. eleven years or something. It's just. Like, it just makes you laugh because it's just it's such a cruel game you know and it's it's football football's so fickle in the yeah. fact that you know fans and fans are the same you know a couple of bad results and you know they for example derby when Cocker first came in at the start of the season a couple mm. of bad results and they wanted him sacked and then obviously we when we restarted after the lockdown we were going for playoffs everyone was like oh Cocker's magic it's it's just it's, it's yeah. ridiculous and i just think football managers need to be given time you know a lot of managers that come in don't have the players that they want. You know, mm. a lot of the players aren't used to the system that man, new manager wants to play. You know, these things take time. It's not going to be, you know, it's not like the old saying, Rome wasn't built in the days. You, mm. you can't, obviously, you get that bit of enthusiasm when a new manager comes in and you want to perform, but that only lasts up until a point. It doesn't last, you know, as we've seen 
in Watford's case, you know, that obviously isn't happening at the minute. So they decided to, to sack him, which yeah, I just, I just don't think that's you know, you know the right way to do things. You know, you can't be chopping and changing. You can't go through three, four managers a season. It just, you know, it just doesn't work. It's just, well, it's just yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you both, there, lads. I mean, uh, before I move on from it, the. Um... Person they want to see, and I've seen tonight, is they want Claude Puel, old Leicester manager. I mean, Jacko, what do you make of that move for going for Puel? Um, yeah, I mean, I, personally, I would have kept Pearson, and then if you wanted Claude Puel from the start of next season, finish out the season, and he knows what he's got to do. Uh, I just, I, I highly doubt he's going to come in for two games. Because it's always gonna, it's already gonna put a black mark on him if he doesn't get a result. I'm not saying yeah, well, that we're gonna get a result anyway the, in the person, but yeah. I, I the, go on, mate. I was gonna say for the first, for the next two games, it's um, Hayden Mullins and Graham Stack, the under oh, twenty-three okay. coach. Yeah. So they're no, looking no. to bring him in for the start of the season. I, I mean, I've, just, I've seen Puel's style of play, and it's a bit dead. I must admit. Boys, can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. Would you, yeah, go on. Both of you, would you rather Pearson or Pearson? <laughs> well, I've had them both. <laughs> right, well, what would, right, okay, so you've had both Greedy, and yeah. seen, uh, both of them have played, and you've seen mm. them both be successful and unsuccessful at Leicester. Who would you have now? Uh, oh, mate, I'll probably go Edgeworth Pearson. The only reason is Puel was a great, with, he learned us a lot by uh, keeping the ball possession, but Leicester's not a possession team. Yeah. And I think Pearson's more of a man manager, mate, and more, you know, it's just yeah. better for us. Um, I'd have to go with Pearson, to be honest. I just think for the sort of atmosphere at the den, I think he'd suit that really well. Um, I just don't, yeah, I think I don't really rate Paul's, Paul's um, setup and how he does things. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I just don't think he's he can get the best out of the players at these at times. So yeah, I, I'd definitely go with Pearson. Right, lads. Um, I'm going to stay on to managers because I love talking about managers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bristol, Jacko. We're still with obviously without a gaffer. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've read today they wanted Gerard. He's turned the job down. <laughs> so now. Their number one signing is Mr. John Terry. I mean, do you think he'll leave Villa to go to Bristol? Uh, uh, maybe. Um, I think with how well Gerard and Lampard have done in their first roles, um, I think, it, it, to be fair, it's a stable championship club like we've discussed. It's If they get a playoff season or a chance at the playoffs, it's a good season. He's got a free swing at it as his first sort of go in management. I, I wouldn't say no. Um, I just I love the idea that they tried to get Stephen Gerrard. But he's at Rangers. He's got the, the, one of the biggest clubs in Scotland. I don't, highly doubt he's going to go from that to Bristol. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Why not give it a go? See what it was like. Yeah, He'd probably do. I mean, probably be able to get a load of players in Chelsea again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. And Villa. Yeah. That's if they don't go down. But, um, Jack, next one for you um, is the Cowley brothers from Huddersfield. Again, another shock sacking. Kept them up and then they sacked him. 
What do you make of that? Yeah, like you said, mate, it was a, uh, a complete shock. You know, they got a fantastic result against West Brom on uh, Friday night. Yeah. You know, a result that, you know, probably keeps them up. Um, you know, they you probably look at their squad and you look at some of their players, they probably should, should be higher in the league. But then again, we've seen teams that get relegated from the Premier League and can get relegated from the Championship and they get that double relegation. And, you know, they end up in the mess with their finances and stuff like that. Um, and I just think it's another one of them things like Watford. Surely the aim there is just to keep them up. And he, he seems to be doing that, you know. Um, I know that they've not the best of form, but that result was massive. And to, to sack them after that result, after all the momentum they've got after that result, you know, their, their tails will be up. Um, you know, it's, that was a huge, a huge win, really, in terms of it. And then just to sack them, it's from like one end of the spectrum to the other. You, you know, it's, there's just, again, there's no sense behind it at all. There's no logic in the decision. No, I totally agree. I mean, Jack, uh, Jacko, what do you make of it, mate? Uh, I think it's just as stupid. I really do. They've not done a bad job. They've come into a situation where they obviously slumped massively after being relegated from the Premier League. Wagner couldn't get them out of that and Cowley's come in and by the sound of it he changed how they were playing or he, he obviously got better results from when he started I think he got a win in his first game mm. um, and you know, it, I think to be fair to to sort that out Huddersfield is going to be a bit of a job sort of push them back up again um, so yeah I just think it's another stupid one where Boards are getting rid of their managers unnecessarily, I feel. Yeah, I mean, Jacko, I mean, obviously, I feel Cowley's job when he took over, they would have said, Your aim is to avoid relegation. Yeah. So, I mean, what what more could they have done? I mean, they weren't going to obviously push for promotion when they took over. So, no. I just don't get the logic, like you said. I mean, were they just using him to just keep him up? I don't know, but why sack him now? Yeah, exactly. If, if, the, if they're. If the Huddersfield chairman's aim was to bring in Danny Cowley and say, you've got to keep us up, mm. that's fine. But at least let him see at the end of the season because he's put a lot of hard work into that club and he's turned them around. Um, and I mean, you've I also just, got to look, Jacko, that he's left a decent club, what he built with Lincoln, to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Lincoln aren't a bad side at all. Mm. So yeah, I just think he's been harshly done by. To be fair, I think Johnson, Pearson, and Cowley, I think have all been harshly done by. Uh, Woodgate at Middlesbrough, yeah, I, I can see that because they're close to relegation. He's had a season. He's got they a were good, in the playoffs last year. He's got a good squad as well. Yeah, better squad, um, so that's, like, better squad than you know Huddersfield and that. Yeah, um, so that that was a flop. I, I get that, but the other three have not done a bad job at their respective clubs at all. Um, so, yeah, I just think those have been stupid decisions made by uh, by chairmen's football clubs. As, as yeah, I mean, quickly, Jab, before I move on to something else, I mean, do you feel Pearson could do a U-turn to Huddersfield? Well, you, you never know in football, do you? You never know. <laughs> um, it's, I, think, I feel like football managers go one of two ways in this sort of situation when they get sat in a, like a shock sack in. They either go straight back in the deep end and manage a club, or they have like a, like a year or so out and mm. just kind of, you know, enjoy being out of the game as such. And you know, 
Pearson's one of them. You, you kind of love to hate him, don't you? Really? Like I, I actually quite like him, even though he's you know ex Leicester and whatnot. And he's obviously at Derby, and he did a really. He wasn't great at Derby, but I feel like he wasn't probably given the amount of time again at Derby. Mm. Um, yeah, I just. I'm not sure I could see him going to Huddersfield. Um, maybe if someone like Bournemouth get relegated and Eddie Howe goes somewhere, maybe Pearson at Bournemouth yeah. next season. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I don't think it'd be long before Pearson's back in the game. I'm not too sure about the Cowley brothers. Um, but again, they could maybe be an outside shot for someone like Bristol City. Not saying, not yeah. saying they'll get um, John Terry, but you know, I'm sure they could do like we said, you know, they could keep Bristol City mid-table, maybe have a late playoff push one season. You never know. I, I could just mm. see them going somewhere like that or someone of that, like, ilk. Yeah, totally agree on that, mate, to be fair. I mean, uh, let's touch on now. I'm moving on, boys. I'm going to move on to the old cup. I mean, Jacko, was it a shock to see Arsenal beat Man City 2-0? Um, I was surprised, yeah. Um from what I've seen of the game, it looks quite an even game, to be fair. Um, but it's, a, it's that adage of Arsenal were more clinical with their chances. Um, I think, you know, by the looks of it, I think Arteta's slowly getting an idea of how he's going to use that team. Um, yeah. I think, obviously, we've discussed David Luiz countless times on this podcast and um, you know we've all agreed that he seems to be a better centre back in a back three and I think that's that's now how they've sat with either the likes of Kalasinak or holding on one side and Mustafi and Socrates on the other side with it yeah um, I still think defensively they probably need a, a better centre back than than holding or, or or Mustafi but you know going forward Pepe Looks good. Abamyang was Abamyang. Um, I think he's going to be key to to Arsenal doing well potentially next season. Um, I think yeah. I think it's slowly taking shape, and I think it depends on how he does in the summer with transfers and stuff. But yeah. by the sound, he won't have a lot to play with. So it may be a case of getting rid of some of the deadwoods and a potentially bringing on some more of the youngsters to sack parts and Nelson. And, and just making a couple of sort of rotational additions in the summer. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jack, do you feel it's um, for Man City if they don't, now don't win the Champions League? I think in their standards and the way that Pep holds himself, it's, it probably is a failure this season, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're so used to winning silverware. Um, I just think, you know, that game was a shock. But... I know, you know, Arsenal weren't expected to win that game, but Man City weren't as good as they normally are. They weren't mm. very Man City-like, I'd say. You know, even De Bruyne himself, a um, couple of others, they were quite sloppy with some of their passes. Um, I know Arsenal got a little bit lucky in terms of chances missed, and like Jacko said, they were more clinical. But, you know, and I know, like we've, like Jacko said, we've absolutely slated David Luiz, but he had probably one of his best games he's had for a long time mm. in the Arsenal shirt. Um, but, yeah, I think, Going back to the question, I think you'd have the class this season as a failure for Man City. Um, they're not in the FA Cup final. They don't get into the Champions League final. You know, they finished second in the Premier League and they they just won the Carabao Cup. You know, it's probably a failure, really. 
yeah, it couldn't get any worse one, really. Like you said, they're always used to trophy lifting. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Jacko, going on to the next game, was Chelsea beating United 3-1. Again, was that yeah. a massive surprise to you or did you expect it would be a tighter um, affair? I'll be honest, um, with Ollie's select team selection, um, I think he was on the back foot straight away. Um, I think by his injury, don't think it helps matters. De Gea had probably one of the worst games I've ever seen him have. Um, and Chelsea just looked up from it up for it from minute one. Um, yeah, I, I just think it was a bad day for Man, Man United and I think Chelsea deserved to beat them. Yeah. Um, I think had De Gea not made those howlers, I think they still would have won anyway. To be mm. perfectly honest. Uh, I don't I can't remember Caballero having much to do. Um so, yeah, I, I just think it was a bad day at the office for United. And I think it's it means that he's got a better idea of who he should have in his starting level for big games like that. Yeah, I mean, Jacko, do you still think it's the end? Do you reckon this could be the end for De Gea now with them blunders? Um, I, personally, I, I, I rate him. I still rate him as a quality keeper. But you've had Henderson, who's produced some top-class performances for a, a side that's just come up. I think you are looking at the end of De Gea in a Man United shirt. Um, yeah. Whether or not he stays in the Premier League or he goes back to Spain, I don't know. I think United are going to be making some moves in the summer to sort that out. It wouldn't. It would be quite interesting to see if De Gea was to go to Chelsea because I know there's been a lot of talk about Kepa going and they want to bring in uh, another keeper. Um, that would be quite an interesting thing to sort of see as a rumour that the Hay would go to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Jack, do you agree with it's the end for De Gea? Do you think Romero could step up being number one or or would you edge towards Henderson? Um, yeah, I think, like you boys have said, De Gea's probably going to... It's a tough one. I think he... Yeah, my head says he'll carry on, but my heart's like, nah, that's the end of him because... It's not the first time we've seen him do these sort of blunders. Um, he's done it time and time again now. Um, like we said, we saw him at the start of the season. And he, he last couple of seasons, he's just been making these mistakes. And then when he first came to United, he, he, you'd never, ever see him make those mistakes. He was so consistent and he was so good. And there was no none of these blunders at all. So I just think, <clears throat> I don't think Romero has done anything wrong in terms of not picking him for me. Because obviously he's got a really good record for Man United, but obviously he doesn't play any sort of the bigger fixtures. He sort of plays in like the, the cup fixtures and the, the Europa League and that. But for me, I mentioned towards Henderson, mate. Yeah, like, I think like Jacko said, he's had a really good season in the Premier League with a team that's been recently promoted. Um, I know since lockdown, he's had a couple of, not so much games, but a couple of times he's looked a little bit shaky. But I think he's entitled to, you know, he's still a young lad. Um, we all know goalkeepers mature as they get older as well, so he's only going to get better. And why not put him in Man United shirt next season? See how he gets on. You know, like I've said, he can he can only really get better in terms of that. And you know, he's at a good place to do that. And the Manchester United, I think they're a club that are, they weren't, but now they're you know they're sort of on the up. You know, they've got a lot of youngsters. You know, so I don't yeah. Why not give him a go? See 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 what he's like, and you know, if if he does struggle with the pressure of playing at Old Trafford and playing in a United shirt then maybe use Romero you know it's not a bad backup to have at all yeah I mean 
I agree with some aspects. I think I'd probably edge towards Romero. Just just for the fact is, he is a class keeper and he's probably got a bit more experience with Sheffield. Probably. Mm. Um, but, I mean, Jacko, who do you reckon will win that final then? you got Arsenal or you got Chelsea? I think it's a bit too tough to call, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think if Arsenal finish strongly, I'd probably edge Arsenal. I think Chelsea's league form has been a bit poor of late. Um, and Chelsea have got a couple of, have got a tough game. I think they've got to go to Liverpool Thursday night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's too close to call for me personally. But I reckon it'll be a good, it'll be a good game. Well, I hope it's a good game anyway. I mean, Jack, who do you reckon? Who do you think, as the managers of Arteta and Lampard, who do you think it's a bigger ex- uh, success for to get into the final, Arteta or Lampard? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm glad you asked him. Yeah, probably uh, Arteta. Just. Um, possibly just given the squad that he's got and the fact that they had to play, you know, a strong Man City side in that semi-final. Mm. But take, you know, take no credit away from Lampard, you know, he's he's got a young squad, you know, he's in his second season as a manager. So, you know, he's done a fantastic job. You know, I think he's gone possibly under the radar. I think people appreciate him, but I think he's done, you know, a very good job at Chelsea and, like Jacko said about Arsenal, they're slowly finding, like I said on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, we had, that I hosted, I said, uh, I asked you boys whether Arsenal are slowly finding form and, you know, I don't think they've lost since then. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you've got a class, both of them, you know, it's a good success to get to the final, but I think Arteta, possibly with the squad he's got, has just slightly done a better job. But, you know, don't take that away from Lampard either because he's done a good job as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I'm going to move on to a new a new bit I've added in today, boys, on the podcast before I move on to fixtures and results. Um, I've got a little quiz for you both. Ooh. Now, I've just got the, I've just got the two uh, questions for you. And let's see if you can come up with the answers. So, Jacko, mm. I've got a question for you. So, I played for six teams in England, but nowhere else. I played for country many times, but never found the net. I won every trophy I could at club level, except the Champions League. Who am I? For six six clubs in England. Yeah. Nowhere. He didn't go anywhere else apart from England. He's played for his country many times, but never found the net. Never found there. League. Oh, I it's, thought I had it. It's a toughie. Down front. Oh yeah. Cheers. <laughs> All these listeners now, mate, um, they're, they're going to be relying on you, Jacko. They're shouting at the shouting at their phones. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't help me when I'm on the spot. Um, I can give you a clue if you want. Can I have a guess? Yeah, go on in. I think it's wrong because I'm pretty sure we're in the Champions League. Is it David Seaman? Correct, Jack. Oh! It is Mr. David Seaman. Oh. What, what oh. a guess. Oh, I, was going, 
I was going absolutely <laughs> nowhere near <laughs> that at all. Yeah, well done. That's, that's Not with a prize. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a guess. Yeah. Okay, so Jack, question two. One nil, is... Jack. Come on. Yeah, one nil to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Derby v Millwall, playoff final. <laughs> is it possible right. for both teams to lose that game? <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, Jack? I am, mate. Okay, so I am an attacking player. I've played in Germany, England and Italy in that order. I've also played in only one World Cup. Who am I? It's a lot easier when the question is not directly you. <laughs> yeah, tell me about <laughs> so, it. So, Jacko, you need the answer for this one. <laughs> um... Yeah, oh, yeah. So, again. Okay. My, my, my football trivia. <laughs> so, I'm an attacking yeah. player. Right, so yeah. You... He played in Germany, yeah. England, and Italy in that order. Yeah. And then he also played in one World Cup. Again, the listeners are shouting at their phones. I've got one in my head, but I'm not too confident about this one. You're not? Nah, I, I, it's, it's a stab in the dark. Go on. Jovino? No, it's not. No. <laughs> Jacko, chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> Um, think about it wisely. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> I'm trying to think. In Germany, gone to England and played in Italy, but then only gone in gone to one yeah. World Cup. What year was the World Cup? Or is that going to give it away? I can't give you that. I'll give you a clue if you want. Go on, he's, then. he's Italian. Uh, Italian played in Germany, England, and Italy. Yeah, in that order. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one. I'm, not, I'm still not sure. I pulled David Seaman out of the boat. <laughs> All the yeah, fans yeah. now can t- uh, email Jacko yeah. <laughs> and yeah. tell him how crappy he is at knowing about these questions. <laughs> uh, do you want me to give you one more clue, lads? Yeah, go on. Because I'm Jacko, just struggling. You'll get it as soon as I say this. He's hot-headed. He's hot-headed. Yeah. Oh, Mario Correct. Balotelli. Oh, why have we not so it's one all. Where did he go? Where did he start? In Germany. Started in Germany. Then he went to England and Italy. Who did he play for? Hoffenheim. Yeah, who did he play for in Germany? Uh, now you put me on the spot. This Greedy doesn't even know. This is where he. Uh, this is where he bought it up. No, he, I can't remember where he went now. Oh, went, mate, it's it such was... a letdown. You're, you're the quiz master, you should know. I know, know. I'm a quiz master, mate. But I don't, I don't know where it were. Hoffenheim or something like that, was it? That's, oh, I'll have to have a look. You'll have to have a look. You'll have to have a look for me, mate. Greedy. This is your job, mate. I'm not being funny, <laughs> but if I'm having to do your work, um, you know... Well... It's yeah, probably. Yeah. So, I reckon it's someone like Hoffenheim or Schalke or someone like that. I think. I think. I don't. Well, he he's got he's got this completely wrong. <laughs> he's got this completely wrong. <laughs> right. He never played in Germany. Yeah, he did. He started in Italy. Well, mate, I got this off the quiz website, so that must be wrong. So we'll have to email into them, shall we? FC Lumazzani, he started out in Syria D right. in Italy. Yeah. He then went to Inter Milan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not German. No, they're not German. Went to Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. 
Then he went to Milan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not German. Well, then he went to Liverpool. Yeah. Back to Milan. Yeah. And then he went to Nice and Marseille, and I'm pretty sure that's France. <laughs> and now he's in Russia. So at no point has he played football in Germany. Well, mate, this this must be wrong. This uh, this quiz then. Well, yeah, because none of those clubs are German. <laughs> no wonder we couldn't get it. No. <laughs> well, people emailed in and they said they've got it. <laughs> no, no one has. No one has. No one will get it when you go German, England, and then Italy. Oh, bollocks. Do you know? Oh, sorry, excuse my language. Do you know what I've done? Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. What have you done now? I wrote the wrong name down, and this is what it was, right? Oh, so, my apologies to the listeners, but it, it was. I am an attacking player. I've played in Germany, England and Italy in that order. And I've only played in one World Cup. I was going to give you the choice of A, B and C. But I only read A, I only read a down. And the answer, the answer is Eden Dzeko from Man City. We might have got that. Yeah, because I, 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 was, I was going to write, I'll give you an A, B and C, but I've only read A. And I've put, and I've put A, Mario Balotelli. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> oh, oh, just... People, wow. love me, people love me hosting these uh, podcasts, don't they? Jacko, it's always greeny hosting. It's yeah. Isn't it? don't, don't even get me started, mate. This I, is just... Yeah, I love how this podcast started off all right. And since that After Extra Time Live, we decided to cut in in front of everybody. <laughs> it's just become a part. Well, if, you were, if we look at the if figures... If you're going to do a quiz, get the answers right. Not I've got just the, sit I've there made, and just, go, I'll give you three choices. I've just given you the answer. And only write one of them down. <laughs> and it wasn't even the right one. Yeah, well, yeah. that would get the listeners up. Well, that was what I'm going to do every, oh, every, every It'll week. It'll just confuse everybody else. Every, every every third week, I'll do a quiz and get them right, and then the, I'll give the winner a prize. Well, make sure you get the question right first. Well, yeah, there is. All one. right, and let's if Billy Big Bollocks here. Well, I'm here's o- one. More, here's one more before I move on. Then. I'm, o- I'm hosting right. next week. I'll give you a quiz question. I'll make sure I get it right. <laughs> one oh, one more. Man. The highest fee oh, paid oh. ever for me was five million. I've scored over 300 career goals. Once played with Carnu, top scorer at my boyhood club for four consecutive four consecutive seasons running. Who am I? Now, do you want me to give you a, a, a B C D or not? Make sure you got the, just more than A. Yeah. Now. Okay, so you got yeah. you got A. Teddy Sheringham, B. Jermaine yeah. Defoe, C, Lee Hughes, or D, C, Sylvan Wiltord? Well, I know for a fact Sheringham costs more than five million. So you're ruling him out? I'm ruling him out. Yeah. It, Defoe, definitely, because I think he went to Portsmouth for nine million. Yeah, right. I, think, I think it's between Wiltord and who's everyone? Lee Hughes. Lee Hughes. I think it's Lee Hughes. Because I think he would have played at West Brom when Carney was there. I'll go Will Tord. Is that your Is that your final answer, Jack? I'm going with Lee Hughes. I'll, I'll just... right, and Jacko's going with Will Tord. No, no, I'm going with Lee Hughes. <laughs> Jack's going with Will Tord. Yeah. All right. That, okay. And, and the answer is, <sighs> and Jacko takes the lead in two one. 
it's the correct. But let's I move on. I can't remember Wilson scoring three hundred goals. <laughs> yeah, got three over three hundred career goals. Yeah. I was thinking Franny Jeffers when he said Carney because I was thinking of Arsenal. Yeah, that's not. But yeah. then I'm pretty sure Franny Jeffers never got three hundred goals either. No, no. I'm surprised. To be fair, three hundred goals for Lee is in a bad record, is it? Surprised you're not going to have him with a yeah. pod greenie. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, that's still to come. Right, let's move on to Jacko. Please, Jacko's please. best bit is my team of the week. Oh, God. We did that on Thursday. You don't need to do it on a Monday. Yeah, but I just wanted to run over it quick. <laughs> to see, to uh, see... I'll fucking run over it because it was terrible. <laughs> so, just for the listeners out there who didn't hear us on the um, Facebook Live, so it was uh, my pit this week of uh, team of the week, and um, my team of the week was Martinez, Zuma, Bennett, James, Doherty at the back, and then it which went... James? Yeah, James, right? Reese James at the back. Then I've got uh, David Silva and Saka in the middle, Pulisic and Sterling out wide with Antonio and Martial up front. Now, Jacko, any any uh, qualms on that one? Uh, oh no! I'm just going to leave it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. My my feelings about this team of the week have been well documented, Jack. All I'm going to say is, I I think it's a lot better than this. I really do. <laughs> Jack, are you going to say about team of the week, bro? No, should we just skim over it? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> on that note, lads, do you want me to move on? Yes, please. Swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shocking. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Jacko, Jude Bellingham, just signed for Dortmund. £27 yeah. million. Yeah. What do you make of that move for him? Do you reckon it's a, a, a good move or a not so good move? I think it's a little bit too early, mm. personally. Um, no, you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's had a good season in a pretty poor Birmingham side. Mm. Um, I, I just think, yeah, I just think it's a season too early. I think if he'd done it next season, yeah, I would have been more happy for him to do that. I, I just, it, it has shades of Walcott written all over it. I yeah. really do. I just think he's going to go there with a lot because that's a hefty price tag for a seventeen-year-old from England. Mm. Um, but to be fair to Birmingham, that's a good bit of business. Yeah, definitely. That is a cracking bit of business because that's going to help them out massively. Mm. Um, and I think if they get the right man for the job, potentially someone like Pearson mm. or Johnson. Or Cowley, I think they could invest that wisely, and I think they'll be a better side next year. Yeah, I mean, do you think he'll it'll be as good as uh, Sancho? I mean, they made him a top player. It's too early to tell, isn't it? Um, you, you have to look at where the where the, they've come from in terms of academies. Um, again, and no disrespect to Bellingham, you've got to be able to play well at that level to get to get far in life. Um, would I have Bellingham over Sancho at the moment? Probably not. Mm. I'd like to see Sancho in the Premier League. I think if Sancho goes to the Premier League and does well, um, yeah, I, I think 
I probably wouldn't look at Bellingham for a while. Yeah. But fair play to him. He's he's obviously done enough to get that. I know there was a lot of they were talking about his contract today that it was pre agreed that if because he hadn't signed a, a full professional contract yet, because he was still a schoolboy, mm. um it was a case of if a team was to come in for him, they'd have to pay money. So uh, I think it's a good bit of business from Birmingham's point of view. And, and I just hope the kid does well out in Germany. Yeah. But then I, I think there's a lot of English players that have gone out there or British players that have gone out there over the last couple of seasons that have done well. So I think if he's coached right, I, I think it'd be a good sign. Yeah, I mean... But it's a little bit too early. I mean, Jack, what do you make of it? I mean, obviously Dortmund are always after these young English, but look at it. I mean, now you've got Burnham, you've got Sancho, there's also after uh, hudson Adoy. What do you reckon that is? Um, I don't really know, mate. Maybe they can just spot, you know, a sense of spark or a bit of talent there, and they just think, with the way they're coaching over there, they can they can get the best out of them. And <clears throat> we've seen that clearly, maybe Dortmund or, you know, I suppose you've got you had like Adamola Lookman and Leipzig. Um, you had um, who's the bloke that played at West Ham, young lad? Resources. Yeah, resources. He's a. Um, Comment where he was at either, but he's obviously he was out there alone as well. So yeah, you've had John Joe Kenny from Everton in Schalke this year. Yeah, so Ampadu from Chelsea at Leipzig. So yeah, so you. you know clearly Germany seems to be one of the best places to go at the minute. Um, and if, if they can get game time and they get coach right, then clearly why not? You know, it's, it's obviously been very effective with Sancho, and you know you've seen his emergence. Um, I think like Jacko says, maybe Bellingham's a little bit too early. Um, mm. It's a lot of pressure for a lad of his age. Um, but I mean, looking at Sancho, maybe it is the right place to go. You know, I'd, I'd say maybe <clears throat> that possibly the only worry about him is how much game time is he going to get in that Dortmund team. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> I'd, I'd say yeah, looking like the right place to go at the minute, Germany for these young English lads, and if they're getting the chances and they're getting the game time, then why not? Yeah, go over there and learn your trade and be coached by some of the best. German coaches there is and you never know you might end up you know you might make yourself into that England squad or you might get yourself to a top to a Premier League club or maybe even you know a club to event like Juventus or Barcelona or anywhere like that who knows yeah that's true I mean Jacko uh, obviously he'll link with United previously what do you reckon would have yeah. been a better move for him do you reckon it would have been better for him to go to United or do you reckon this is the right move um, if if the rumours are to be believed that United are looking at Sancho Mm. You would have had Sancho, Greenwood, James in that order. Mm. Um, so if they were to go for Sancho and Bellingham, I, I just think it wouldn't. He wouldn't have had much game time. I think if Sancho's on his way out to Manchester, whether it is United or if City do make a surprise bid for him, then Bellingham's probably got a better chance of getting some game time this season, next season. At Dortmund, um, yeah. personally, I probably would have kept him at Birmingham. But as I said before, the contract offer was, too, was the, the, the value was too good to turn down from Birmingham's part. To be honest, um, so yeah, so Dortmund's probably the better fit for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with both of you there. I mean, uh, Jacko, another one for you, mate, is um, Adam Lallana looks a certainty now to sign for Brighton. But there's also several yeah. other clubs after him. So you've got Brighton, Burnley, Leicester 
and Everton in the race for him. I mean, if you was Lalana, what club would stand out most for you? Um, probably Leicester, I think. Um, if uh, would he go to Everton after just spending four or five years at Liverpool, or however long it was? Um, maybe, but then that would that would cause a lot of issues in, in on Merseyside. Brighton, he'd probably be their main man where he was at Southampton for a while. Uh, Burnley, he would probably be the same there. But then I think Burnley and Brighton would have to change their styles of play to suit Lallana. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Leicester. Leicester's probably the better fit. Yeah, I mean, would you head towards the same, Jack, or not? <clears throat> yeah, I think I agree with Jack. I, um, like he said, there's... You know, they're probably out of all the sides that are, you know, interesting in them, probably the best side. Um, probably got yourself a little bit of European football there, whether that be the Champions League or not. Um, you know, and he's probably, you know, he's guaranteed a lot more game time at, you know, one of these clubs. Um, he's probably guaranteed, you know, I know he's been quite injury prone. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he gets injured or not, if he's playing a lot of first team football. But yeah, like I think like Jacko said, I think with... Um, Brighton and Burnley, I don't think their styles are really too suited. Uh, more so Burnley, they're definitely probably not suited to Lallana. But yeah, I, I could see him in a Brighton team, but just just a bit of a boring move, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, let's come away from transfers now. We spoke about that. Let's now get on to the real stuff and talk about uh, results. Jacko, yeah. um, Friday night, Watford, West Ham. West Ham 3-1 winners. Yeah. Did you expect it to be closer? Would you be happy now? Do you, do you think West Ham are safe? Uh, West Ham are safe, annoyingly. Um, I thought it would have been closer. Um, but, from all accounts, Watford were, didn't have their best game on Friday night. So, it's probably deserved scoreline. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all I, I can really say on it. I just think West Ham have... I think Moyes is going to have an interesting summer ahead. Um, sort of transfers wise and targets wise um, there, there does need to be a bit of investment back in that club um, so yeah I think it's it's good that they've stayed well I think they'll be happy that they've stayed up um, but they're going to want to push away from the lower half of the league table next season they're going to want to sort of finish mid yeah I totally yeah, agree with that so. yeah I mean Jack uh, Norwich Rich. 2-0, home defeat, Burnley, two red cards. What did you make of that game? Well, they shot themselves in the foot, but <laughs> you know, they were on top in the game and then just two moments of madness from um, Bandir and Dermich. Just so stupid and silly and I'm sure if you're a Norwich fan, you'd be tearing your hair out because, you know, I know they've obviously relegated, but... Um, it's always nice to you know finish the season with a couple of points and something to smile about. But they were on top in that game before it happened, and it's just those sort of areas and stuff like that that have ultimately cost them relegation and stuff like that. Um, they're just they're just needless red cards, you know. You don't need to do that. Um, they're both definitely reds in my in my book. I just think, like I said, just they're so unnecessary and needless to do that, especially when you're on top. And then for, for Dermich to lunge in like that with 10 men, again, it's just, 
as I say, they're both they're both very unnecessary and needless to do so, especially when you're on top of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack, do you feel they're both red cards or? Yeah, it, I, I'm going to use this term. Uh, so I apologise for the language. It's rushes of shit to the brain. <laughs> um, I, I think Buendia sort of did something to his knee or his leg in the warm-up and I think he's just had enough of the season so he's now suspended for the last two games so he can go on his holiday early. Dermich, I think Dermich has been a massive flop for Norwich this year. Um, I, I think it's just, I think it just confirms how poor Norwich have been this season. Um, yeah, I, I think they were the better of the two sides at the time. But, yeah, I just, as Jack said, they shot themselves in the foot. Well, um, as you would like to know, lads, my my Kundi moment's coming in because I'm going to have to disagree with the red card. Um, I agree with the Dermich one. It was reckless. I I don't agree with the the first red. What, where he elbows him in the side of the face? (laughs) If you look at it, he's challenged for the ball. Yes, but he's elbowed him in the head, Greeny. No, no, no. Greeny, it's not, it's not a red. Would you want me sent off? It wasn't a red. No, 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 that's not the answer to the question. If I'd elbowed <laughs> him in the face, similar to that, would you want me off the field? Not if it weren't deliberate, no. It was deliberate, though. Yeah, but you don't know. He, weren't, he weren't looking at the player. Greeny, you knew what he was doing. No, <laughs> he's no, elbowed the guy in the face. <laughs> and, and he's not even that, he's not that type of player, lads, to, to do that. He's still a red card, though. It doesn't matter whether he's not that type of player. He's not a red card. It's not a red card in my eyes. Saying. It was, that was... Do you know what, Greeny? Do you know what? This is my one <clears throat> possible slight of green with you in this. If he elbows him, maybe below the head, possibly the yellow card. And I actually think once the VAR monitor looked at it, it looked worse slowed down because I know he didn't elbow him with much force. Why does he need to elbow him then? No, no, this is what I'm saying. He doesn't, this is what I was getting on to. He doesn't need to elbow him and he certainly doesn't need to elbow him in the head. So if that's a red card, then you, you two boys are telling me Harry Kane should have been sent off, not against Leicester, but the previous game when he shot an elbow out. I can't remember which one. But if he's elbowed someone in the head, then really, yeah, he should be. You, know, you can't then, be going around elbowing him. But then Vardy should have been sent off against Arsenal for hitting Mustafi in the face then. No, because they even said that weren't deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on about oh, it's got to be yeah. it's got to be deliberate, mate, and that was not deliberate. You okay. see players where they look at the where they back into a player and they're looking bang with the yeah. elbow. He was there challenging the ball, but he knew what he was doing. You, you knew for a fact that he wanted to elbow um, whoever it, I can't remember who it was. He wanted to elbow him in the head. Like I think it was Yar- was it Yarmolenko um, or someone like. No, it wasn't Yarmolenko. I can't remember who it was now. If you Yarmolenko. watch it again, you'll probably change your mind. I'm telling you because it's it's that. I've watched it over and over and over again, and it's nah, not for me. I just, I, I just think the worst—it gets worse the more you look at it, especially when you slow it down. It, you, you, yeah, and I think, and you, you could argue with that second yellow—was it possibly a red? No, probably a yellow. Possibly. <sighs> See, I think maybe five, ten years ago, maybe not. It's probably a yellow. But I think any time mm. you go off the ground and you go above the sort of, you know, the ankle, it's it's a red card. Has he touched the player though? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, really, got... I don't, a lot of these red cards these days are, are quite soft. And I'm I'm all for big tackles, you know, letting you know your man's there, all that. I'm all for that, 100%. But I just think in this modern game, 
they are a little bit soft, but you can't be guiding sort of reckless like he was. His foot was off the ground. He was above the ankle. It probably wasn't in control and he didn't need to do that. He could just put his foot down and go in normally, but he just over the top of the ball. And it's usually got over the top of the ball. You're risking a red card straight away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said at the start, I'd possibly, yeah, red card. Mm. I'd go for that, but Buendia won. Nah, not for me. No, it's a good job I went to ref. I'll tell you what, Greeny, if that happened to a Leicester player, you'd be saying red card. <laughs> I was no, just not... about to turn around and say that. <laughs> not at all, mate, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. If it, if it, uh... Yeah, if it was deliberate, yes. But, mate, look, he hasn't even set eyes on the player. He's, he's literally well, gone for the ball. He's been dragged by that player and then he's come down and, yeah, his elbow's come out. But he's been dragged by the player. The damage one? What about the damage one? Would you want him sent off if he'd done that to a Leicester player? I'd possibly want him sent off if it weren't even a Le- <laughs> if it weren't even a Leicester player. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, like Jack said, it was reckless, but he won the ball. It's just a hard tackle, but he's won the ball. Yeah, but, I think it's the modern game now, isn't it? You know, you, like yeah. I said, as soon as you leave the ground or you're not in control, like like I said, I'm all for a great big tackle on like, on the man on the mm. ball. Like I love that sort of thing. That's that's a proper bit of me, but. Premier League, especially so, VAR. These sort of Jack, tackles are good. As you've yeah. just mentioned, VAR. So, Kevin Friend were ref in that game and he yeah. went over to the monitor to check that Buendia red card, right? Yeah. So, the bloke in his ear obviously wasn't sure if that was a red. So, he's gone and checked the monitor. He's yeah. then come back and gave a red card. He hasn't checked the monitor for the second because in his ear they've said, yeah, it's definitely a red. So, possibly, they, the other referee thought, is it a red card for the first one? Because why didn't he go to the screen for the second one? I think with the first one, there's probably a bit more. It was a case of whether or not he'd elbowed him in the head, maybe, whether he not elbowed him in the body, whether he just caught him. Like you say, some players put their hand out and accidentally catch on it. There's a difference between putting your hand out and catching someone in the face and full-on elbowing someone in the side of the face. Yeah, I get that. But why didn't the VAR referee tell Kevin Friend then that uh, well, basically, yes, yeah, send, send him off? Again, I don't know. This, I, this, I think it was more the, uh, of an off-the-ball incident. Yeah. And so the guy's gone. We've got, so we've seen something. We need you to have a look at it. It could possibly be a red card. The decision's all yours. Kevin Friend's then gone to the screen to have a look at it. He's nodded. He's obviously gone. That's a red card. And then he's shown him off. If he's got eye on the play for the Dermich one. And he's then seen that and he's gone, mm, I'll let VAR make that decision. And they've come back to him going, yeah, we've seen it. That's a definite red. I think that's how they've done it. I'm not saying either way is right or wrong. I'm just saying that's probably how they've seen it. Yeah, which, which is a fair comment. But I mean, I, I'm with you in some respects. But if you're going to check one, go and check the other. Well, yeah. I, I think personally with VAR... Why don't the refs check the monitor more? You know, it's there. And I think I think we might have touched on this before. Um, yeah. I think Jacko might have said it. I'm not sure. I, I might have watched it on telly, but on Sky Sports. But why don't the monitors are there for a reason? Why are they not being used frequently? You know, mm. if, if if you're not sure about something, as a ref, I know it obviously slows the game down, but they're actually there for a reason. You know, why not use I'm, them? I'm, I'm pretty sure Mike Riley came out at the start of the season saying. I have advised the referees not to use the monitors to go with the communication that they've got from Stockton Park. 
yeah, but then you question why the monitor's actually there, you know? Well, that, uh, but, they, but this is my argument that what they've done with VAR this year has been totally wrong. Because yeah. we've, we saw, we've, we all agree that VAR was used properly in the World Cup in Russia. Yeah, and it was used fantastic. That was, how it, it was... that was how it should be used. Yeah. But what they've done this year is, I'm pretty sure they've gone, you are to listen to Stockley Park. If they turn around and say, use the monitor, use it. But we don't want you to. We just want you to go with the decision that they've got. And I personally feel that if they'd watch the decisions on the monitor, instead of waiting for Stockley Park to make up the decision, A, you wouldn't have these sort of four or five minute stops where they're making the decisions themselves. And I think the decisions would be slightly more forgiving than they have. 100%. So I just, I think they need to, as I said in one of the previous episodes, they need to look at how they're going to use VAR next season and they need to change it because it's not, we're no longer talking about the football. We're talking about VAR and if it's going to cock up again. What they should have done, and I pointed that this out in our second episode when that phantom goal between Villa and Sheffield United, Stockley Park should have seen that. It was the only game going on, and how they didn't see it is beyond me. Mm. So what they should have done, because it was still in the same moment, momentum of play, because Neyland had the ball, could have easily have gone, will you go check the monitor? We think there's been a goal, but we can't be sure. Goal line technology I think the failed. reason for that, mate, is because that Stockley Park were relying on the goal line technology and the referee's watch. But as I, as I argued that, they shouldn't have needed to. That If Sky have got 14 or 15 cameras in that ground and they picked it up, why aren't Stockley Park using that? And I've listened to um, Mike Dean went on the Peter Crouch podcast and Andre Mariner did as well. And they were talking about VAR and Stockley Park and they've got several different monitors watching all the games going on at three o'clock and they've got assistance with it. Now, because of the situation that we're in, there was only one game that night and it was that game. Or it was only one game on at that time because the main city game was later on. So both of them should have been able to see with all the footage they had of that goal for Sheffield United and they missed it. So, to me, there's a lot of things wrong with the FA and how they're using VAR. And it, it desperately needs to be reviewed. I'm all for the, the monitors being there. I'm all for the referees using it. It's them using their common sense at the end of the day. We saw it with Michael Oliver and everyone was up in arms at the fact that he used it. Yet he's not used it since and I don't know why. And now Kevin Friend's done the same thing this weekend. All right, it's a debatable, did he or did he not elbow him properly? Is it a red card? Is it not? He's obviously seen that and made that decision that it is a red card. But as it points to the question, why are they not using the monitors more frequently? And as I say, it just needs to be revamped. It really does. Yeah, good talk, Jacko. Um, Matt, because uh, it's a stressful talk with that VAR. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'll let you stress that one, mate, because I've yeah, yeah. uh, lost that one. Um, Jacko, Bournemouth, Southampton, 2 0 winners, Southampton. Yeah. Is that, is that the end of Bournemouth? Are they gone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't. Uh, I, I think Bournemouth's result against Leicester was a, a cracking result and it gave them a bit of impetus. But then it's a big derby game against Southampton. They, it was probably one that they needed their fans there for. Obviously, they were Southampton who have been on a good run of form of late. 
played well. Shea Adams scored another really good goal. I just think Bournemouth are down, especially with their fixtures. I think they've got Man City as one of the two games. Well, they played Man City, haven't they? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, they have. So, they, were really yeah. unlucky. they were unlucky as well to confirm that game. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's too little too late from now. Yeah, oh, I agree on that. I think they're about gone. I mean, uh, we're running out of time, so I'm going to push on a bit. Uh, Jacko, uh, not Jacko, sorry, Jack. Tottenham 3-0 winners over Leicester. Did you expect that scoreline? Or do you think Leicester are going to come out? Be careful what you say as well. <laughs> Oh, this one, if you don't want to, Jack. No, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to talk about this one, believe me. I expected Tottenham to win, but not as convincingly. Well, I say convincing; they were very convincing. Um, yeah, I didn't expect Leicester to win. Um, I thought you were very, very poor, Greeny. I'm not sure what you made of it, but I think Tottenham were. They killed the game off within 30, 35 minutes. You know, when they were three 0 up, it's probably game gone there, really. Um, mm. Leicester just looked very lackluster and they were very sloppy in defence um, obviously I know you're missing a couple of players and that but it was it's just sloppy mate you know there's a lot of errors um, Kane looked back to his foot himself a bit I seems to be, he seems to be getting more match fit he seems to get more sharper um, thought his third goal was class mm. I just think yeah I just I expected Tottenham to win but probably not as convincingly as they did you know um, I thought Leicester would put up a bit more of a fight I mean, you're picking on the uh, defence, mate. We've got three out of the back four. What are out with Ricardo, Chilwell and Sunchu? Yeah, yeah, no, I get that, mate. <laughs> so it's just, hard work. And yeah. Madison out as well. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I just thought, you, you, and you could tell that there were a lot of their main yeah, yeah, defenders out. You know, and mm. it's, I think it's, you know, it's unfortunate that they're all out together, mate. And, you know, maybe if they were fit, yeah. that result might have been different, but... You know, you've got a, a, a Harry Kane who's starting to get fit. You've got Son who's mm. looking, you know, he's mm. been pretty sharp all season. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's just it's, obviously it's a shame that it's uh, in the yeah. big games that your your main sort of three or four out the back are, are missing. You know, yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, Jacko, is that is that the end of Champions League for Leicester, or are they still in it? Um, it depends on Man United's game in hand. Is the obvious comment to make there. Um, I think I, mathematically, I think, Leicester are still in it. If yeah, Man only U on win, only on goal to, difference. Yeah, so if Man U win, they go three and three in front, and if we beat them, we've obviously got better their uh, goal difference. Yeah, I I don't see it. I, I think if you if Pereira, Sionchu, um Chilwell, and Madison are all out for the last couple of games, I can't see them getting a result. I mean, to be fair. They had a couple of chances early on in that Spurs game, but Spurs defended really, really well and hit them on the break, and it worked. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they needed to win this game against Spurs. It obviously didn't happen. Um, Spurs looked good. Kane looked good. Um, yeah, I just think it's. I think it's. I think they're going to get Europa League. I really do. Do you not feel uh, Leicester could still push in that spot, fourth spot, uh, as Chelsea lose against uh, Liverpool and Wolves? I don't know. I don't know which side's going to be poorer, Chelsea or Leicester. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, I say that. The only reason I say that, Leicester have got. Key players out injured. Chelsea have not been good in, in the league. 
Um, I think Chelsea's result will help them. Whether or not the, the question you're going to are going to have to ask: Are Liverpool going to turn up? They can't win the points record. They've lost their home record. They've won the title. Are they going to be bothered? Maybe you, you would have thought so as being professionals. Wolves is going to be such a good game. Um, yeah, I just I can't see Leicester doing it. I really can't. I think once United have got that that if United win rather. Um, that game in hand, I think that's going to be the top four. Uh, I really do. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for the support, mate. Much appreciate it. Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm only just trying to be real here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jacko, no, Jacko, he says be supportive, but when has he ever been supportive of Card- uh, Cardiff, Millwall, and Derby? Oh, exactly. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really feeling the tug at my heartstrings at the minute for sympathy from him. So you no, know, I'm not either. <laughs> Right, boys, we come down to your uh, championship. Yeah, I know you two look forward to this one, uh, Jack. Going, I'm not going to start with Derby. I'm going to go to Charlton Wigan. Two all draw. Are they both safe? Uh, I think Wigan maybe need to beat Fulham on the last day. Mm. Um, I think Charlton might just be safe, but I think Wigan. I just desperately want Wigan to stay up. I just yeah. think, like we touched on, I think they've just been so hard done by. Um, I just, I really hope they win that game, um, that last game on the Wednesday. Um, I just, yeah, I just think if they went down, it'd be, oh, it'd just be so hard done by. You know, there's, it's just so unfortunate what's happened to them. Uh, they don't deserve that. No, no club deserves that. Yeah, it's a bit of a uh, horrible one, isn't it? What a sticky situation they're in, really. I think they still need. Is it two points? Yeah, stay I think, up. Is it as? Is it? I think they're on. If they're twelve with the twelve points, are they on the, the same points or something? Or no, they let dropped just, in there. Uh, let me just have a look because I'm just having a look at the fixtures because Charlton have got to go to Leeds. Yeah, I think like you say, Wigan have got Fulham. I think. Yeah, they have at home. Yeah. yeah, so Wigan, Wigan are ten points clear of Charlton and Luke. So at the moment, if. Charlton and Wigan lose, Wigan go down. Well, so, it's all to play for in that uh, yeah, last game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a game, Jacko, what surprised me actually, mate, and that was Brentford losing away at Stoke. They had a great chance to go into second after West yeah. Brom slip up. I mean, surely you, you thought the same as me and expected the Brentford win there. I did, and I watched the game and I... Brentford side turned up because it wasn't the one that I've seen over the last three or four weeks. Um, I, I think Stoke did their jobs that they needed to do. Um, I think what's going to infuriate Brentford more is the fact that they probably could have sealed automatic spots after the result on Friday night. Yeah. I uh, mean, and it, was, it was your old mate who uh, got the winner, Mr Lee Gregory. Yeah, yeah he's... I don't think he suits Stoke's style of play. He really doesn't. Um, Isn't he out on the wing as well? Uh, they've been playing him all sorts, mainly on the left-hand side. That uh, yeah. I've just not understood why. Because if anyone had done any scouting on him when they before they signed him, knew that if he played up front with Vokes, he'd probably be so much more effective. Because Vokes, mm. Vokes is probably one of the closest things to Steve Morrison. 
that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and Gregory plays well with a target man like that, and he plays with his back towards the centre half, so he's always mm. fighting for the ball. Um, so I think Stoke have missed a trick there. I mean, he's done it at Millwall. There was a lot of questions asked when Millwall went down under Holloway. There were a lot of questions were asked of whether or not Gregory could do the job in the Championship. And the season we, uh, the first season we were back and we almost snuck, snuck into the playoffs, um, he proved that he could score at Championship level. So I think Stoke have really sort of mishandled how they're playing. Um, but yeah, personally, Brentford's yeah, Brentford slipped up and they should have won that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jack, do you feel Stoke would be a team to watch next year? Do you reckon they'll be up there giving Michael O'Neill a full season and the squad they've got? Uh, yes and no. Depends how they recruit. Depends if they can recruit, whether they've got enough money and such. Um, I think they're a side that, you know, you basically on their squad and how they are and that. They should be probably higher than where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. But like, I think a little bit like Pearson and I have a touch on here, they've gone through quite a lot of managers. Um, again, I just think, yeah, I mean, like you boys have touched on it, it was, it was a um, shock result. But it's a big result from Stoke. And um, I think you've got to look at that squad. Like I've said, you've really got to expect more from the next season. Yeah. Um, I think maybe maybe a playoff push is a bit too much potentially, but definitely top half. Mm. But it depends, it depends on who they sign, who they if they've got any money. But yeah, I think given you know, the opportunity they've got next season, yeah. what, where can they, you know, they don't want to be fighting for relegation again, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, quick one before I move on to the next uh, result. Jacko, mm. Brentford, uh, I've got Barnsley, West Brom, I've got QPR. Who, who's your team to go up in that last second spot to go up? Um, if QPR play like they did against Millwall, I could see it being Brentford. Um, I think the fixtures that have been brought up for the, since the, the restart and sort of finalising this season have been brilliant because they've all been sort of really must-win games with how the league's panned out. Um, but personally, I would back Brentford more than West Brom. I think West Brom are out of... And uh, yeah, I can see them sort of bottling. We can. Yeah, I mean, Jack, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I actually think West Brom will end up staying second. I think. Um, I just think they'll be fired up from that result at uh, Huddersfield, and I just think they'll stay there. Um, I'd rather see Brentford get the, the second place personally. Um, not particularly fond of West Brom. I think I think Brentford deserve it the way they've been playing recently. Um, but yeah, it's like Jackson as well. The championship, do you know, it doesn't actually surprise me either. The fact that no. you know, the fact that it's gone down to the last game of the season, the championship just produces stuff like that year in year out. Yeah. So it really isn't a shock. Um, but it's just well, go on. Sorry, I was going to say one thing that you haven't you failed to mention. Fulham are on eighty points. Yeah. So if West Brom and Brentford don't win and Fulham do, Fulham go up automatically. Mm. So. I, this is what this is what make, to me makes the championship such a good league is that there is always something to play for. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, sorry, Jack, I interrupted. No, that's all right, mate. Like like you say, mate, it's it's that's the championship for you, and we we really know what it's like more than most, mate. Um, it's just unfortunate yeah. that neither of our clubs are going to be uh, 
in the playoffs, unfortunately. No. But then again, no. I don't think we'd have much chance of winning the playoffs anyway. So no, I wouldn't have wanted to face any of those. To be fair, exactly. No, <laughs> so. no comment, boys. No comment. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, Jack. There was a seven-goal thriller down at Ewood Park. I know it was nothing, nothing really. Game Blackburn Reading four-three. Blackburn. Was that, did you feel that was the right result, or did you feel Blackburn were going to win it like that? I think were they three one up at the time or three now? Three one, three one, three one. Yeah, three one. Yeah. yeah, I just think when you three one up, I know it's obviously nothing game, and you should probably you score three goals at home. You expect to win comfortably, but obviously Reading fought back and uh, good result. You got really. it back to three all, Jack. He uh, scored two goals in a minute. Yeah, Redding. exactly. Is that three all? Yeah, no, but I mean it's not probably the way I expected the game to go. But then again, these sort of dead rubber game sort of go one or two ways. They either go, you know, like a stalemate or probably a thriller like that. So, yeah, you know, definitely. That, yeah. just, just a shame your boys haven't haven't made the playoffs old Blackburn. <laughs> yeah, nearly though, nearly yeah. boys. They're one to watch next year. <laughs> the nearly men. You heard it, you heard it here first. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, Jacko, I'm going to touch on Fulham. 5-3 yeah. victory over Chef Wednesday. Massive scoreline. Yeah. Was that a must-win game for Fulham? Yeah, I think it was. I think with West Brom, West Brom losing, and and Stoke and Stoke beating Brentford in the early game, I think it gave um, Fulham a chance to get back into it. So yeah, it was a massive result for them over Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Reed is being sent off, misses the last game, yeah. which if they get promoted, it's not a bad thing. But if they go into the playoffs, it, it, it's probably not a bad thing either. Because they'll have him back for the, the the playoffs and going on there from there, um, but yeah, I, I just as I touched on it before, I, I think it just adds so much to this league already because uh, you've got three three teams going up for automatic promotion or the second automatic spot. You've got Wigan, Luton, Barnsley, Charlton, Middlesbrough, um, Birmingham all potentially could go down on the last day of the season. So, it just it just shows to me how good this league is. It really does. I mean, do you feel, Jacko, that uh, Parker's thinking we can, we can get that second spot or do you now think he's settled for that playoff? I think, uh, with the results that have happened, I think he's going to go out there going, we need to get a winner. Um, I really do. Um can you see it happening? Can, uh, you see, can you see them pushing that second? Or do you, do you think it's just a bit too late? Um, they've got to rely on two results and they've got they've to win. Got to rely on... The best, the best thing Parker can do is go just get us a win. Whatever happens, happens. They know they're in the playoffs. They know if the results stay the same, they're going to be playing Forest. Just go out and, and get the win, or aim to get the win. And if other results help them, then they've got up automatically. If yeah, yeah. they don't, they're in the playoffs. It's it's not necessarily a a lose situation, um, but obviously I know that they prefer to go up automatically rather than go through the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I think every every team would. Um, yeah. Going on to the relegation battle, obviously Hull lost eight 0 the other week to Wigan. Uh, yeah. Jack, they. Uh, Lost again, one nil to Luton. My mate Lua Lua scored the winner. Um, what, what do you reckon? So with Luton? Do, you reckon... <laughs> do you reckon they'll stay up, Luton? I, I think they've got enough in the tank, haven't they? 
You should think so, mate. Yeah, they've got a bit of momentum. They've hit the form at the right time. Um, I'm not sure who do they play on the last day. They got Blackburn at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on, Greeny. Call that one, mate. Luton of Blackburn. Who have you got? Well, if Luar Luar's listening, I've got to go with uh, Luton. And uh, yeah, hello, 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 Kaz, mate. Hope you're well. God, you uh, are such a, enjoying such a, the pod. Such a bum lick. <laughs> but, but no, Jack. Serious note: Luton to stay, Hall to drop. Yeah, I think that would be my uh, my shout. Um, called it a couple of weeks ago on the pod. Um, I just think Luton really were a bit of a form side. They were hitting momentum at the right time, and I think, especially in a relegation battle, that's sort of key. You know, you look at Hull; they lost eight nil. They conceded late on again. But surely their their confidence must be you know through the floor. And I think yeah. that that's sort of key in a relegation battle. You know, if you've got momentum, you've got a bit of form, you've got a bit of confidence, you know, things like that actually carry you through that sort of, you know, at a time of a relegation battle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel a bit for, uh, obviously, Grant McCann, Jack, because he's lost them players and not managed to recruit any. I still think he's done a good job, even though he's down there. I mean, if you look at when he had Bowen and Grzycki, they were in the top six at one stage. Yeah, they had, to be fair, they had quite a good squad. I just think, yeah, he's probably been dealt with a bit of a shitty card or Grant McCann. I'm not a massive fan of him because he's at Peterborough, but yeah, I think he's, <laughs> probably got a, he's probably got a feel for him. You know, he's, he's, he's not really had the, the best of times with, with a lot of their players leaving. And, you know, like, I, like, mm. I think I like I touched on before in the pod, I think a lot of their players didn't want to continue. With the restart, yeah, because I think a couple of their players mm. were tested positive, or a couple of their staff, and they, they weren't keen on um, continuing. And you can see, you can see why they were, can, can see why they didn't want to continue. Now. <laughs> I mean, Jacko, if you were the chairman of Hull, would you be considering McCann's position? Um, it's a tough one. It really, is a tough one. The guys had to come back after three months off. All any momentum that they would have had at the start, at the start of the new year, has gone. They've lost some really, really big players. I think mean, if Grzycki and Bowen had stayed, we probably wouldn't be talking about Hall going down. Losing Jackson Irvine and a few others since the restart, I don't think it's helped them at all. I think some of those are really key players. So. I think it would, it's probably something similar to Johnson. I'd probably give him the start of next season because they they are they are in a tough financial situation. They've lost the majority of their key players. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding need to be done for that. So I think you've got to give him a little bit of time to see how it goes. If by sort of December it's not working out, they're mid-table in League One. They need to get in the Championship. I could probably see them making a move. But again, I just think with the restart, I think it's really harsh to get rid of those managers. Um, Do you not feel it'd be a better move now to sack him now and let them rebuild with a new manager? But or sack him at the end of the season. You're going to pay out more to sack him now. Yeah. Because of how long he's got left on his contract. So that's got to come out of your pocket. You've lost all your key players. You've probably still play. You've probably still got payments being paid for the Premier League and finances from that. And that's probably eaten into whatever parachute payment you've got left, if anything. You've probably got the money from Bowen and Grzyski to last you till maybe 
halfway through next season, depending on how, how much money they've got coming out. So I, I do really think it's a tough job for someone to go into. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Because you the, the thing is, McCann, I, I personally think hollow down. They've got a worse goal difference than only, I think Luton have got one goal more conceded out of the teams around them. So even if Luton don't win and Hull do, Charlton have got a better goal difference. Middlesbrough got 50 points. Birmingham got 50 points. So I can't see them, I can't see them staying up personally. So he's got to sit there and look at it going, we're in League One next season. So if you've got a better idea of sort of League One players that can get you um, a playoff push and maybe sort of an outside chance of finishing in the top two to get back up into the championship, that's great. But yeah, with with all the transfers and stuff not kicking in till the end of next week, I, I just yeah, I, I just think stick with him until November time, see how it goes. It would be less money off it off their backs with his contract if they were to keep him until November. You get then a chance to get someone in for January, and, and yeah, it's a recycled situation where you, as as we all know from watching this game, that you will get with managers. But, yeah, I, I just think it would be a, a mistake financially to get rid of him now. Yeah, I mean, maybe a return for Nigel Pearson. <laughs> well, there's lots, you never of, know. there's lots of jobs in and around the Championship that Pearson would be really good at. The likes of Birmingham, the likes of Bristol City, uh, the likes of Huddersfield. Would he want to drop down to League One with Hull if they were to get rid of McCann? You don't know. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's too early to tell at the minute, and I think it would be harsh on him. Yeah, let's move on. I think, just touching quickly on her, I think you've got they're, they're sort of that, that club again, isn't it? Well, a bit like Portsmouth, where they're in the Premier League, and now they literally dropped, they fell from grace. Yeah. And you mm. see it time and time again that a club's in the Premier League, and then five, ten years later, they're in, you know, League yeah. One. And it, it's, it's, it's how Sunderland are now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at Sunderland, Blackpool, Portsmouth, oh. you know. You know, there's loads of them. Yeah. Bolton. Bolton, yeah, exactly. You know, they've all had their financial troubles. They've all, you know, fell from grace. And you, you effectively have to just rebuild and start again, you know, because you, you've got no players, you've got no money, you've got, you know, you've got no financial backing or anything. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jack. I mean, I'm going to go back to Jack on this one because I know he's, he's his mate. Um, Middlesbrough one, Cardiff three. Another win for Neil Harris, Jacko. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, you must be supporting him now. You boys can't make it in the playoffs. Yeah, I, look, I've said before, the, the man is an idol of mine. Um, I'd love to see him do well and get into the Premier League. Um, I think he's, as I said, I think he's um, picked up a good squad for Cardiff. He's got the best out of Lee Tomlin I think anyone's seen for such a while. Um, he's got a system that works at Cardiff. He knows how to play that and he's got better players than when he did have at Millwall. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. You know, they've got one of Brentford, West Brom or Fulham. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, but I do do hope he does well this year. Were you surprised by the scoreline, Jack? I was hoping for a bit more from Warnock's side, to be quite honest. Yeah, yes and no, really. Um, I think, not really. I think Middlesbrough have been a bit up and down, haven't they, since Warnock's got there? I think that, you know, they've picked up points and they've dropped off again. I think, you know, 
I think they're another side that you know probably should be punt. You should be doing better than what they're doing. A little bit like Stoke, um, you know their squad's decent enough. You know, yeah, yeah, should, should be challenging for that the higher end of the, the championship. You know, you know. I, mean, I think they. I'm not sure what their funds are like again, but you know you've got to look funds players they've got. You know they've got. You know, they've got some decent players in there. You look at a Sombolonga, George Friend, you know, they've got some good players in there. So, again, they shouldn't really be fighting down at the bottom again. Yeah, I mean, Jack, I touched on it earlier. I think Woodgate obviously lost the dressing room quite early on, but they didn't take the uh, choice to sack him till late. Yeah. It might have been worth sacking him quite earlier on. Yeah, it, it might have paid off to do that. And, you know, it could only be, you know, they're down for this season. But I just think... I think hiring Woodgate was possibly the wrong choice, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. Um, mm. But obviously, he's not there anymore, so it's irrelevant now. But I just, for me, that wasn't the right appointment. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll quickly touch on this result. Preston 2, Birmingham 1. A win needed for Birmingham, Jacko. Do you feel, or do you feel they're safe? Um, I, I don't think they're safe by any stretch of the imagination. Sorry, Dale, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I just think, yeah, there's five teams that could potentially go down or, mm. on, on Wednesday. Birmingham are one of them. Um, yeah, I, if they if they were to go down, mm. they'd have they'd have some financial backing to sort of get themselves a good chance to come back up next season with the sale of Bellingham. Um, but how much of that they'll get back, I don't know. So yeah, I, I just. To be fair, I, I think the bottom is too tight to call at this moment in time. And yeah. I, I think you have to look favourably on the likes of Middlesbrough and Birmingham that they've got the point points gap there. Um, but we've seen with results over the last sort of couple of weeks, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me. No, definitely not. Um, I'm going to let Jack, uh, Jack answer this one, Jacko. QPR 4. Millwall free, Jack. I mean, obviously that's the end for Millwall as well now. Did you feel that result were going to swing that way? Because uh, personally, I didn't. No, I thought Millwall might have just edged it. Um, I think Jack had touched on it in our little group chat. We said that QPR were playing really well. Yeah. Um, it's strange, isn't it? Football sometimes, you know, you have teams that don't have anything to play for, and they just seem to play a lot better. Whether that's the release of pressure or. You know, they've got the freedom to go out and play the way they want and stuff. Sometimes, you know, these sort of results happen, you know. You expect a team that's got something to play for to win the game, whereas a team that doesn't have something to play for, you'd expect them to win. But, you know, like I said, I probably would have had Millwall to edge it, just maybe. But, can you know. I, can you I have a word on Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, sorry, Jacko, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, mate. Millwall haven't beat QPR at Loftus Road since 1989. QPR, in effect, have been a bogey side for us, similar to Wigan. And I think I'm going to use this because Marlon King touched on it the other week. Players that got released by Millwall tend to have a knack of wanting to show them up. And Eberi Easy is an ex-Millwall youngster that got released. Mm. and I think he scored in the last three out of the last four Millwall game, uh, QPR games against Millwall. Um, we had two goals disallowed for offside. 
we didn't defend well. QPR pressed extremely well. Uh, I'm not surprised that we lost to QPR. Um, we had a couple of games. I've been to a couple of Millwall QPR games at Millwall, and we've barely got a result out of it. Um, so I'm not surprised that we lost. I really, I really am not. Was it frustrating for you, Jacko, thinking you were that close to the to be in the playoff shot? To be honest, when Cardiff went one 0 up against Middlesbrough early on, I couldn't. To me, that had gone. Mm. Had had Middlesbrough got an early goal instead of Cardiff, I might have been more annoyed by the result. Mm. But the fact is, we were a team with the eighth smallest club in the Championship. We. Four bottom last season and survived by four points. I think we lost our manager halfway through the season, and the only reason we we're up in the playoffs is because our new manager has lost seven games since he took over. It yeah. in any way the, the the way we've played. We've not had the creative sparks that some of the teams around us have had. We haven't got the money to compete with those teams anyway, so we can't bring those players in. So what we've done is a phenomenal job, in my opinion. I know that's biased because I'm a Millwall fan, but I was expecting us to finish maybe sixth or seventh from bottom this year and probably be where Huddersfield and Stoke are now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from this season at all. I think, I think we've had a really good one. Rowett gives me a lot of confidence that he's putting this team in the right in the right places. Ryan Woods um, has looked better as the restart's gone on. Mason Bennett, I was a bit dubious, especially everything that went on with Lawrence and EO and all that sort of stuff. I thought that wasn't going to be a good fit for Millwall, but he has started playing some really good football. And I think losing him early on on Saturday hindered us massively. Because he, you know, he's he's helped create. He scored two out of the last three games we played. So yeah, I, I think it was it was it was disappointing, but not unexpected. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I get what you mean, mate. I mean, do you reckon Route would be a bit disappointed? You're going away from home and you score three goals. Normally, that would seal the game off. But then conceding four, Jacko. But we defended poorly. Mm. We did. We. We cha- Rowett made the change at half-time. He brought Smith on. I think they changed to four at the back. Um, we weren't able to cope with QPR's pressing when we had five at the back. So, mm. and, and we took our right-back off and put, put on a set of, and moved Sean Hutchinson to right-back, which I don't think was the best move anyway because Hutchinson hasn't got the pace compared to Romeo. So, I think mm. we were sort of struggling there. Um Again, I'm not taking anything away from what we've done this season. If we get a result against Huddersfield on Wednesday, we'll finish five points outside the playoffs. I'm, I'm happy with that. I really am happy with that. So, and as a Millwall a... fan, Jacko, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but as a Millwall fan, so next season, what would be your aim? Would it be now you've finished five points off, let's say, the playoffs? Would your aim now be the playoffs or would it still be no, let's escape I, I... relegation? I'd, I'd take a mid-table to top-half finish because we, we lack the creativity that the teams around us have. You know, we don't have a Lawrence or a Waghorn or 
an Easy or an Ayu or a Brewster or players like this we don't have and we won't be able to afford to have. I think if Jed Wallace goes, we're in real trouble because he is our only creative spark. If we lose Jake Cooper, I think we're going to be in trouble because he's been ever-present for the last 119 championship games. He's been such a, a consistent performer at this level. Um, we need a left-back. I think Shane Ferguson and Murray Wallace have done good enough jobs, but we need an out-and-out left-back. We need a striker that's going to score his goals. Smith's got 10, 11, but that's it. We, Bradshaw's not been good this season. I know he's been injured for a while. Um, we, we don't have that out-and-out out goal scorer that gets you 16, 17, 18 goals. Mm. If, you, if we were to have that and Smith can contribute the amount of goals he has this year and Wallace contribute the amount of goals he had this year, I think we're looking at, you're looking at an outside playoff jump. You really are. But until we can get that, I don't think we're going to be anywhere close. So I'll, I'll be happy with the top half table finish. So if you top. finish just above relegation next year, is that a poor season for you? Um, if we keep the players we've got now and we don't bring in players to sort of add that creative spark that we need, I, I will be disappointed with this season, with next season, um, because we have shown a remarkable improvement improvement in, from Harris's way of playing to Rowett's way of playing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it just depends on who we bring in this summer. But we need to invest wisely. We really do. Um, there's been a couple of times where Woods has disappeared and we, we sort of, we've argued that it's because Rowett brought him in that he keeps playing him. Because Malumbi's been a sensation this year. And I, I'm personally, I'm gutted that he's going back to Brighton because he has been such a good fit for this team. Um, Thompson's, Hopefully Thompson will be back to full fitness next year. He's a massive sort of catalyst in that centre of midfield. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think if we weren't to re- invest wisely next year, but we kept the players we had and finished fourth and bottom, I think it will be a poor season. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair. Um, I'm going to press on because of time for Jack. Um, Swansea obviously got a result 1-0. Let's move on from that, though. Um, Jack. Here we go. Derby I know Three, explain to me. You played the champion lead, and then you bottled it. Same old, same old story, mate. We played a hungover Leeds, mate. I saw a lot of pictures on Twitter of uh, Leeds looking very rough before a game. A lot of them drinking coffee and that, and just looking, you know. Yeah, I just think it just goes to show that we're not as close to. You know the top sides as we think they are. Uh, we've like Jack, we've got a lot of work to do this summer. Koku's uh, got a job on his hands, I think. Um, I'd expect us to make the playoffs again next year potentially if we get the right couple of players in. But yeah, it was it was a lackluster performance again, mate. Um, it was obviously a bit of a nothing game in terms of the results for both teams. But yeah, it's, it's frustrating to watch. You know there was no intensity. Derby looked poor. I know we went up when one nil up, but after that, and then it leads just uh, clusters. Even with um, potentially a hungover squad, or you know, we, we just yeah, just 
I want the season to end now, mate. You know, I'm, I didn't really watch the game to be honest. I, was more, I, you know, I actually watched, didn't watch any of it. I watched the Grand Prix instead, mate. That just sums it up. <laughs> I mean, we touched on Derby. I'm sure you both will agree a couple of times in our pods. I mean, they're on a great run, and we said Derby are going to sneak in there. Mm. You must be proper, really, Jack. The way Derby have been the last couple, because like I said, I thought there was a cert, mate, to sneak in that last spot. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm pissed off. I just am a bit disappointed. Like we've touched on before, the running, the running was so unkind. Mm. Um, a lot of them teams were just better than us, you know. And sometimes you just got to hold your hands and say they were better, and a lot of them were. And in order for us to get in that top six, we need to beat them. We we just haven't got any results that we needed to get. So, you know, ultimately, mm. I think I wouldn't say I'm pissed off because considering we were like six points off the bottom in January or December time to then get an outside yeah. shot for the playoffs. It was exciting, mate. Like, yeah, you know, and as a fan, you're always going to have that hope and, you know, oh, we've, we've got a chance to sneak in and that, but I just think ultimately... Yeah, I mean, I, t- I agree with you, Jack. I mean, uh, quick one to touch upon. Barnsley got a win over Forest. Jack, mm. big game, that, for Barnsley and Forest. Yeah, um, I didn't Barnsley's see that coming. Okay. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Um, uh, Forest, yeah, I, I think pretty much safe anyway. Um, although I'm pretty sure you two would love to see Forest have a complete meltdown. Yeah, happily. Out on the playoffs. happily. Uh, Come on, I think that might rescue your season, Jack, wouldn't it? If, if, yeah. uh, Do you know what? Uh, I'd, I'd even like them to get to the playoffs and absolutely get hammered by Fulham. Uh, so yeah no that would be really really ideal that 90th minute goal was a bit of a soft yeah. for Derby losing to Leeds yeah I, I think yeah I, I wasn't expecting that result I think Barnsley have done well to sort of give them an outside chance of staying up are they going to do it probably not um, but stranger things have happened um, just quickly I wanted to ask Jack this before we moved on um, your guard of honour were, were you um happy with that or were you not? Because I listened to a 505 phone-in from one Derby fan who was going absolutely spare at the fact that they had to give Leeds a goal of honour. I mean, I'm not too bothered by it, mate. I mean, it's it's a sign of respect. They deserve it and they're champions. What was funny, I don't know if you saw it, was Louis Sibley. No. He did a really half, it was like a really slow and half-hearted clap. he, (laughs) He just appears to be a bit of a character... I know he's a young lad and he just, you know, that sort of character, you know, you need them in football. But yeah, um, one thing quickly on that game was their chairman was getting the binoculars out at the end of the game. Yes. The yeah, yeah. And just on that, Mel Morris, our chairman, let them have a guard of honour and he apparently he gave a, a bottle of champagne onto the Leeds bus. Yeah. And then obviously Leeds were doing that and taking the piss. And I just think, just bit, yeah. you know, there's no need really. Derby, you know, showed a bit of a classy touch in terms of, Giving them champagne and you know giving them the guard of honor and then you know and uh, I'm in a, I'm in quite a few group chats and stuff to do with like football and betting and stuff and they were all, a lot of the Leeds fans were you know obsessing over Derby and I was like boys you've just won the league you know there's no yeah. you, you're a fucking obsessed with us you, you you're talking about Derby you know when you should be celebrating the league so but yeah it's it's neither here nor there for me mate you know um, if Derby won at Ellen Road I kind of expect them to give us one so. It's, it's not exactly yeah. ideal in terms of who it was. If it was a different club, I'd probably feel different towards it. But yeah. it's just one of them things you've got to kind of grit your teeth and bear it and do, and do a sibling, give them a little half-hearted clap. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think one thing, I think I touched on it on Thursday. Um, 
the fact that Leeds and Liverpool have won their leagues this year and their fan bases are just horrible. They're just unbearable. And it's just like, oh my God, I've got to deal with both of these lot now. Do you know what? It, it, it doesn't actually surprise me the year we've had this year that, Le- that um, Leeds and Liverpool are both in yeah. the Leeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, lads, um, I'm just going to need enough wrap this up because Jack's got to leave. Um, but at the minute, as we speak, Sheffield United are now losing 1 0 to Everton huh. um, with a Richarlison goal. So uh, just to keep you posted on that, and Bright- that? Brighton 0 0 with Newcastle. That's brilliant. Say that again. I just, I just, who would have called Everton beating Sheffield United? Well, yeah. I mean, we've got Wolves tonight, Jacko Palace, caught past eight kickoff. Yeah. Surely it's, it's a Wolves win? Yeah. I think if Wolves win that, they've got a really outside chance of getting into the um, Europa League. I think cause they, they'd have to go to Chelsea and win that, I think, to stand a chance. So, yeah. Um, I can't see Palace doing anything, to be fair. I don't think they're good enough. And I think, to be honest, they're on their holidays. Um, yeah. They must have been for Leicester to beat them anyway. <laughs> I mean, Jack, what do you reckon? Palace win? Wolves win? Can't, can't see Palace getting a result out of the game, to be honest. Um, they're in that torrid run of form. Wolves hit a bit of form of late and they've still got something to play for, yeah. So, surely, you know, Everything points to a comfortable Wolves win, mate. Watch Palace beat him three 0 now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just about to say, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go behind you two and go Palace win. Oh, what a shock that is! Yeah, here he is. He'll get I'm some gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, a two 0 win, Palace. Yeah. Oh, I'd just like to point out. You said Blackburn were gonna beat Millwall the other day. What was the score? I can't remember, Jacko. I think that was Millwall one, Blackburn nil, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe we had a B team out that day. Yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> we we had a B team. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. You're not having a sing song this week. You're not having a sing song this week. Do you not, I can do a sing song if you want one. No, I think I think you did enough singing, <laughs> did enough singing last week. What, what did you make of my little Champions League comment after the Spurs game yesterday, Jack? Which. Uh, which which comment? When I, when I turned around and said, "This is UEFA calling," uh, we'd just like to discuss uh, the <laughs> application to the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not you getting it because you're shit. Yes, I know, I do get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so uncalled for. <laughs> you're the first. You're the first one to get it out, Greedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if anyone is listening, contact Jacko on our email. After extra time with an X twenty twenty at gmail dot com. It'd be delightful to have his second email sent to. Yeah, no, yeah. Pass the pod. <laughs> That's what we want. We want people to pass this podcast around. Hashtag pass the pod. Hashtag pass the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pass the pod. Um, you can also join me live with Jacko and Jack. Oh, we'll be... Jack will be hosting this this week. Oh, uh, I'll be back. Facebook live. He's we'll going to be at the pod again. He's no, not going to be no, hosting. No, I will be back this week. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Jack, Jack will be the host of this week's Facebook Live on Thursday night, is it, boys? Unless you interrupt me, yeah. Ha- hashtag, be- <laughs> Which is- ha- hashtag better team of the week. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, what I- see what I can do. There we go, so there we go. Jack's got team of the week this week as well, so stay tuned for that. Um, great numbers again on the Facebook Lives. Mm, thank um, you, but we'd Jack. love to get, yeah, not Jack, who just said cheers for that, but we'd love the numbers to get more on this 
pod. Mm. So share it, like it, do what you can to get it about. Yeah, tell your friends, family. Yeah, work and you can hear Jack Owen, uh, Jack Waffle on shite. Um, <laughs> and you you um, you're listening to the one fa- <laughs> They're listening to the famous one here. <laughs> but now I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, so thanks for listening to After Extra Time. I'm your host Greeny, and these are my co-hosts Jack and Jacko. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Thanks for listening to After Extra Time. We'll join you again on Facebook Live on Thursday with your other host, Jack, and his two co-hosts, Greeny and Jacko. Again, stay tuned, get in touch, and hope to hear from you all soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.